0: THE TOWER EPISODE 23 THE TITANS TV SHOW EPISODE 6 Hey, everyone, this is your host, Peter. I have some catching up to do with the Titans TV show. As I'm recording this, we are up to episode 8, and episode 9 will air in a few days. But this episode will only be about Titans episode 6, entitled Jason Todd. I believe this episode marks the halfway point, and since it's an even-numbered episode, we are back once again to the larger DC Universe-type episode that seems to be happening every other episode. And I think people understand what I mean by that, right? That switching back and forth between uh, episodes that focus on the larger plot versus episode that focus on either character or characters or or world-building stuff. So if you think back to the X-Files, you had the Monster of the Week episodes... Versus the mythology of the week. And the same thing with Smallville. You had the kryptonite-induced monster of the week versus the larger uh, Superman origin story or mythos stuff. So I feel like this show is doing definitely that. Even episodes are the larger DCU or... uh, or it's a way to, like, branch out into the Titans universe. And then the odd episodes are, for lack of a better word, Ravenology. Everything that has to do with Rachel. Okay, so this is a DC Universe episode featuring Jason Todd. He was introduced at the end of episode 5, not only to us as viewers, but to Dick as the new Robin. And he has come to seek out Dick Grayson because someone is killing members of the Haley Circus, which is where Dick grew up, and that's the circus that he and his parents were performing with when his parents died. The people that are being killed are are being killed by a man called the Melting Man, and because Batman is more or less a punk, (laughs) he sends Dick's replacement with the information instead of bringing the information himself, and that is some major Gotham shade. So through these events featuring this murder spree, uh, we dig deeper into Dick's past with the Zukos and the Moroni family and the death of his parents. We see a major turning point in Dick's past as Robin when he confronts the man who killed his parents. That would be a man named Tony Zuko, no relation to Danny. So eventually past will meet present in this episode because just as uh, Tony Zuko killed the parents of Dick Grayson and you have Dick Grayson who more or less uh, brings about the death of Tony Zuko, we bring in Tony Zuko's son, Nick. And that is the, uh, the person who is revealed to be the melting man and who is the man behind killing Dick's family and wanting to kill Dick himself. It's a lot of eye-for-an-eye eye, uh, stuff, I guess. Now, in a odd way, this larger DCU episode feels a little bit like it could have been pulled from a Batman TV show or even Gotham. Uh, we got Jason Todd, who really at this point is just a stand-in, I think, for Batman Uh, until the creative team and the production staff behind Titans, I guess, figures out if they're even going to bring Batman in at some point or not. I don't read a lot of articles about future production stuff, so I don't even know if they've hired somebody yet. But that's what I kind of felt with this episode with Jason Todd. You know, it certainly makes sense because of stuff I'm going to talk about later that you would bring in a replacement, a Robin replacement. But this could very well have also been a Batman-centric episode. But I guess, you know, it's only episode six, and you want to save your heavy hitters for later, if at all, really. Okay, so uh, continuing on about this idea that this was kind of like a Batman episode, or a Gotham episode, or a Batman family episode, we get the backstory for Dick that I mentioned with Haley Circus and his... Tormented decision to live with Bruce Wayne. We have a Harvey Dent mention. I believe we see the Batmobile in a flashback. We get a safe house from Wayne Enterprises. And if you look at the top of the building, you might see bat ears shaped in the architecture. So I don't know if you missed that, but you might want to go check that out. It's pretty cool. Uh, Now, unfortunately, since this is a DCU episode, or Titans episode... The other titans get pushed more or less to the sidelines, as it's been happening. With uh, it happened in the Hawk and Dove episode, it happened kinda in the Doom Patrol episode, and it happens here a little bit as well. Part of me feels like they should be part of these episodes more than more than they are. Um, I don't know. Maybe the budget doesn't allow, or maybe this the way that they. ...build these streaming service uh, series. Maybe the production doesn't allow... ...to have all of your people in every episode. I don't know. Is that something that Netflix does? Do they come up with this... um, ...method of filming these shows... ...that they're going to release weekly... um, ...sometimes all at once... ...and you can shoot more episodes... ...in less time... ...if you structure your series... ...and your story... Uh, to not always feature the main characters. So maybe one episode will feature half of your cast, and the other episode will feature one member of the cast with, you know, some some of the other cast members, but not a lot, so that their time is spent elsewhere. I don't know. I, I, I'm just spitballing here. It probably makes no sense, Um But I just wonder why they're not incorporating. I get it, you know, it's a Robin episode, it's a Dick Grayson episode. He is the secondary plot in this story. Sometimes I feel like he's the first plot. But um, still, it would be nice to involve the other Titans more than they are. Okay, so that leads us to all of my notes as I was watching the episode. We learned that the funeral for the Graysons happened 15 years ago in 2002, Although Dick Grayson has been offered to live with millionaire billionaire Bruce Wayne, he wants to stay with the strong man of the sur- of the circus named uh, Clayton Williams. But then Clayton says to him, "Look, living with Bruce Wayne is going to change your life forever." Yep. And so after the attack at the end of last episode where Jason Todd rescued Dick in the penthouse that belongs to Dr. Abramson, the man who is trying to kidnap Rachel, Uh, They go to a safe house, and it belongs to Wayne Enterprises. And we learn a bunch of stuff about Jason Todd. He's been around for a year, which surprises Dick that he hasn't heard of this. Uh, Makes you wonder if he's talked to Bruce. I know he's talked to Alfred, but nobody's mentioned Jason. So he's surprised that he's been replaced so quickly after leaving Gotham. Um... We also learn that both of them have a tracker in their arm put there by uh, Bruce Wayne. Another fact that Dick did not know. We even get a casual mention that Jason Todd has been allowed to drive the Batmobile. And the way that that shocks Dick Grayson, you get the feeling that he never was allowed to drive the Batmobile. So all of this stuff is happening very quickly. All this information is being dumped on Dick and you can tell he's annoyed at just how easily wayne took in jason todd uh or or how quickly uh batman found a new robin and you have to think maybe that makes dick feel like he's just the first of many that it, that it's no longer special what happened between them that they shared this background of their parents being killed and, in a way, because of dialogue in this episode and in other episodes, we get the feeling that Dick is just a tool for Batman. Robin is just a tool it's it's nothing special just he says it a couple times uh in a previous episode and in this in this episode that he's just a weapon, and especially with the way that this episode opens. It opens with Dick saying to the strong man that he doesn't want to live with Bruce, he wants to stay with the strong man. So you kind of can flip it back and go, hmm, maybe Dick was right. Maybe he shouldn't have lived with this eccentric billionaire, especially if Batman is just going to replace him uh on a whim. So right away bam, Robin is replaced. It makes it seem like he's not special. It's just a thing that Batman does now. And because of things that Jason Todd says in this episode, Dick could almost see it like Batman just just sees the benefit of having a Robin, regardless of who's behind the mask. So it's no wonder that Dick is feeling territorial, right? Especially to the name Robin. He says to Jason, Why didn't you call yourself Sparrow or Blue Jay? And this is the whole notion where Jason Todd Uh, kicks in and says, look, Batman needs a Robin, it's almost like Jason thinks that he knows Batman better than Dick Grayson does. And ultimately, that is a flaw in Jason's character, uh, because he is perverting some of the notions of why there is a Robin and why there is a Batman, etc., In many ways, he's trying to say to Dick that he knows how to be Robin. He knows what Robin means. He knows that Batman needs Robin. They even talk about how the colors distract. The costume distracts the criminals while Batman swoops in. But, you know, this is Dick Grayson versus Jason Todd. We know who has the more correct, quote-unquote, correct uh, thoughts and feelings about why they are doing what they're doing. Plus, it's Dick Grayson's story, right? This is his whole maturation out of being Robin into another character. So that's why you bring in this young, brash character who is perverting the notion of what it means to be a sidekick or even a hero. And uh, in many ways, because of the way that episode, this episode opens, the writers are very smart in using Jason to show Dick that maybe if he didn't go with bruce wayne maybe if he did stay with a strong man he would have turned out just like this i mean he's already on a on a path of you know violence and destruction but when you compare it to jason's journey in this episode where jason grew up in foster homes and bounced from home to home and look how violent he is especially at the end of this episode he's like you know I mean, Dick Grayson is pretty violent in this series. Jason Todd is notched up maybe one or two, three notches. So you get a mirror to what Dick could have been like. And the same thing happened in the Hawk and Dove episode, where Hawk is, you know, borderline alcoholic. He needs medicine and drugs because his body is falling apart. And Dick looks at that and thinks, huh, maybe that's going to be me, right? Or other people look at Dick and say, you could be going down that journey. Same thing here with Jason. He's a mirror to Dick Grayson. He is almost Dick Grayson's what if, right? If Dick would have made a different choice, uh, as the beginning of this episode shows, um, he could have been Jason Todd. He could have turned out just like that. Okay, continuing on with my thoughts here. uh, Jason has... A funny quip where he is talking about the Robin costume and how he has made some upgrades, and he says, You have to admit, the old version was outdated. Ouch. Right, we know what he's talking about there. I would like to know when Bruce did put the tracker in Dick's arm. He doesn't seem to recall. When they're firing up the Wayne Enterprise's computer, the Wayne Enterprise logo looks oddly like a bat signal. That's a little close to home there. We get another conversation between Corey and Dick about what it means to be Robin and maybe talking about not being Robin anymore. We learn that it was two years ago in 2015 when boss Zuko was caught and Dick Grayson at the time was very keen on Zuko uh, coming to justice. Well, it turns out that Zuko is going to be an informant, so uh, the police decide to give him a lighter sentence, and this doesn't sit well with Dick at all. And Zuko's son, Nick, hears this. So because Zuko is going to get a lighter sentence, Dick decides to follow him in a police van, and he follows him as Robin. Eventually, he stops the truck. He starts beating up Tony Zuko. Uh, mentions that he is uh, Dick Grayson and, and that Zuko killed his family. But he's not the only one who's following the truck. The Maroni family is also following the truck. They don't want Zuko to sing, so they take the opportunity to kill him, especially because Dick basically, seeing that it's coming, seeing that the Maroni family is coming after them, he allows them to shoot Zuko by, number one, not saving Zuko, he has been beating him up, so it's not like he could run away. And he just stands there and watch as boss Zuko gets uh, zapped by some acid bullets as they start flying everywhere. Because the Moroni family, they use acid, right? That's how he got Two-Face, if you know his origin. So while Dick's parents are avenged, and while he may feel like he has done his duty, what cost is that to Dick, you know, that he allowed Tony Zuko to be killed? And then you have Nick Zuko in the wings, who basically realizes that Dick Grayson was the cause of his father's death. So as I said, it's a deep dive into Dick Grayson's um, past, and it's a way to showcase where he has come from and how far he has um, fallen. And then you get all these other aspects, Hawk and Jason Todd and... Uh, the Titans in general, and how he has to care for them and and train them and teach them and be a leader to them in a way that Bruce Wayne was not to him. Um, This is all, you know, second story stuff. This is all going to lead to, you know, it has to lead to him giving up Robin by the end of the series. Now, we also see a part of Jason Todd by the end of this episode, um, Dick says to him, you know, Bruce will make you into a weapon. You can't unlearn what he teaches. And that's very similar dialogue to what um, I believe Dick talked to Raven about, maybe even Corey. You can certainly see a lot of Jason's Jason's flaws in this episode, outside of just he tried to steal the hubcaps off the Batmobile, right? Um, there's the drinking, the language, picking a fight in a bar, how eager he wants to be Robin, and especially how eager he wants to be a Robin outside of Gotham. So Jason says there's only two types of cops, useless and crooked. Now that right there already shows what kind of mentality he has. When Dick is telling Jason about Tony Zuko and about how Tony Zuko was killed, Jason says, one last bad guy in the world. So his way of thinking is majorly skewed. And... Um, When he does confront some cops at the end of this episode, and you see just how brutal he is, and how he's Robin, he can do it, it doesn't matter. I mean, he almost breaks somebody's back. Clearly, there is uh, something wrong here. I thought the episode, though, brushed it aside a little bit. I thought maybe Dick might instead of just arguing with Jason and telling him that he's wrong for doing this you th- you would think he might pick up the phone and say hey do you know that your new robin is trying to maim and you know physically paralyze the police out here so again i think i talked about this before it makes me wonder to what level of violence does batman uh, operate in this universe If, uh, you know, this is where Dick has come, if this is where Jason has come, I don't know, it's just very interesting. And eventually I assume we're going to have to get a a Dick Grayson-Jason Todd confrontation, if not a Dick Grayson-Batman confrontation down the road. And then one of the last things Jason Todd says to Dick Grayson, um, when they're arguing back and forth, he just basically says, who are you to question what he does? And, right, yeah, who is Dick Grayson? That's what he's trying to figure out. And we know who he is, or we know who he might become, right? So when he talks to Corey on the phone to say that he's coming back to them while they were in the safe house, she says, how many Robins should I expect this time? And Dick Grayson says, none. This is all leading to Nightwing. This is... It has to be leading to Nightwing. If not by the end of this series or this season, maybe by the start of next season or maybe all of next season. I don't know. But clearly, um, this episode, if you if you didn't get it by this point, this is the episode that is stating, look, he's not going to be Robin for much longer. So it was an okay episode, I thought. Curran Walters as a young Jason Todd is fine. I'm not sure I could ever really see him in the role and in the attitude of an older Red Hood. But I'm also hoping that we don't see that anytime soon. You know, I feel like Gotham made that mistake of rushing too quickly into certain areas of the Batman mythos. And I'm hoping that the Titans goes just a little slower. So, all right. So, next episode, we go back to the Ravenology stuff. Um, But, you know, let's keep an eye on, on Dick's journey. Um, because this episode definitely was a high point along the way or a major stop along the way. And I have to imagine that the next bunch of episodes are probably going to focus on cementing the team and cementing the team around him, which will also push him, you know, a few steps further to whatever goal line it is they're going to do by the end of the season. All right, so this has been The Tower, episode 23. You can send me an email, peter at thedailyrios.com, or visit the website at thedailyrios.com. By all means, follow me on Twitter, and look for the show on iTunes, Android, Stitcher, and Google Play. I will be back uh, pretty soon to talk about uh, Episode 7, which I have already seen, and I have a bunch of notes for. I still have to watch Episode 8, which features Donna Troy. I can't wait. Love, Donna. And as I said, in a couple days, episode nine will be out. So I have a lot of episodes that I will be doing in the next week. All right, this has been the Tower Episode 23. Talk to you soon. Bye.